My name is Caroline Borisenko, and you are listening to the Actively Unwoke podcast. As always, you can find archives of the podcast over at activelyunwoke.com slash podcast, where you can also find links to subscribe on all major podcasting providers, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc., etc., etc. All right, so something crazy happened last night. James O'Keefe, the madman, the icon of guerrilla journalism, the man who just brought down Pfizer and exposed them for, what was it called? Purposefully evolving, directed, no, it was directed evolution. That was what it was, directed evolution of the virus, of COVID. James O'Keefe, yesterday, was the victim of a hostile takeover at Project Veritas. And even worse than that, it was his own board that did it. It was his own board. It wasn't outsiders. It wasn't people that had no connection with Project Veritas. It wasn't the government. It was his own board of directors. So I've got this piece on my Substack, which is Carlin, K-A-R-L-Y-N dot Substack dot com. And I'm going to read the piece and I'm going to do a little additional commentary because, listen, a lot of people are going to be talking about why this happened. And we already have some insight into why it happened and how it happened. And I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about why I think it's nonsense. But most importantly, what I want you to hear is that the business structure of Project Veritas is actually one of the primary problems here. The business structure, the fact that it's a nonprofit. And so there'll be a lot of people that are analyzing why this happened and how this happened and what's going to come next. And can we pressure them into taking James back and putting him back in his position? A lot of people are going to be doing that. I want to focus in specifically on why the nonprofit structure that Project Veritas is engaging in is the problem in this situation. The nonprofit structure is what ultimately caused James O'Keefe to be brought down. And I'm going to tell you what I think we need to do about it. So you can find this article if you want to read the text version over at my Substack, Carlin, K-A-R-L-Y-N dot Substack.com. You can also get there by going to activelyunwoke.com slash Substack, just in case you don't feel like learning how to spell my first name just yet. I'll get you there eventually, I promise. Let's read. What we can learn from James O'Keefe being forced out of Project Veritas. We must make activism entrepreneurial. Running nonprofits comes with complications. Last night, we discovered that the icon of guerrilla journalism, James O'Keefe, was forced out of his role as the head of Project Veritas because of a hostile takeover by the board. According to a Twitter thread by a man who has a handle, Old Row Swig, okay, there's no accounting for anonymous names on the internet, come on. According to a Twitter thread by Old Row Swig, who has a source inside the organization, the board staged a coup to oust James from his leadership position. And I'm just going to read a portion of that thread. If you want the link to the thread, you can go to this guy's Twitter account, or you can find the link in the article on the Substack. 
Swig says, James is a bit of a victim of poor corporate structure as Project Veritas is two separate orgs, a 501c3, which had very few board members and the majority of the money, and a 501c4, which had significantly more board members, but less money. According to my source, the situation has allowed to uh, to two alleged ringleaders of this attempt to push James out to have significant sway over the others, despite the reasons to be essentially meritless. And then he provides a list of the board members that were involved in this hostile takeover, two of whom are the CFO, Tom, and the COO, Barry. Apparently what happened is that two executives of the company, Tom O'Hara and Barry Hinckley, were fired by James a week ago for insubordination. We don't really know what the insubordination was, but they did come back in less than a week to rally the board through a six-hour struggle session and then place James O'Keefe on leave. After James was forced out of the company, the two executives got the board to reinstate their jobs. Perhaps the insubordination was that James discovered they were planning to betray him and removed them. Or perhaps they began implementing their plan for a hostile takeover after they were fired. We don't know for sure, but perhaps reporting will come out in the coming days to shed more light on the situation. And I've got linked to an article in New York Magazine explaining the situation. The Daily Beast also did a fairly good article explaining the situation. You have to be careful with anything the Daily Beast publishes because they are just notorious for hit pieces. But that doesn't mean they don't get things right here and there. You just have to be really skeptical and make sure you corroborate sources in other publications. I also did a stream on my channel as the news was breaking last night. So you can watch that stream as well if you want at least my initial gut reactions to the situation. While the board claims that James O'Keefe is a toxic leader, I suspect there's more to it. I don't think it's a coincidence that this happened just as Project Veritas took down Pfizer, and I think it's deeply suspicious that there is no video evidence of the toxic behaviors they are accusing James of. I'm going to say that again, because I really want people to understand this one. I'm, I think it's deeply suspicious that there is no evidence of the toxic behaviors they are accusing James of because of all organizations that should have no problem providing video evidence. It's this one. Project Veritas quite literally makes their name on undercover video. And one of the things I've read in these articles is that one third of the company was involved in this hostile takeover in some way. You're going to tell me that one-third of the people at Project Veritas hate James O'Keefe so much, want him removed from his leadership position, and you're going to tell me that one-third of the employees at the organization that is known for undercover video can't figure out how to catch James O'Keefe doing something crazy on video, like yelling or shouting or spitting or stealing a pregnant lady's sandwich, which is actually one of the accusations that's been made. They said that James O'Keefe stole a pregnant lady's sandwich. 
And I have no problem believing, as a side note, that James O'Keefe is a tough person to work for. No problem believing it at all in any way. But this is just a little too convenient, isn't it? And with no evidence, James O'Keefe is just such a horrible boss running around yelling at people all day and doing horrible things. And there's no video evidence of it. And this is Project Veritas. Okay. Sure. But I digress. I want to use this example of a visionary being summarily removed from his position to discuss a larger point. The dangers of activist organizations operating as nonprofits. There are a lot of people who are going to be covering the story of how and why James was removed from his role at Project Veritas in the coming days, and hopefully there will be enough public pressure and donor complaints to reinstate James, because the reality is this. James O'Keefe is Project Veritas, and Project Veritas will either fail or fundamentally change without James O'Keefe. And that's why we need to have a conversation about the business structure that caused this to happen and why activist organizations and efforts must be private businesses instead of the coveted nonprofit. Because in the case of James O'Keefe, his business structure paved the way to his downfall. Running a nonprofit has a lot of benefits, including tax exemption and being able to solicit large donation checks from donors, which can also be a tax write off. There is also a perceived level of prestige to running a nonprofit, it can be viewed as a more credible organization. However, there are two very large drawbacks. One, becoming a nonprofit and gaining that tax exemption makes you particularly open to government interference. For an organization like Project Veritas that is actively working to dispel the narrative, this was always going to bite them eventually. You cannot be in bed with the government while simultaneously exposing the corruption of the government. They will pull every string they can to bring you down. This isn't to say that private businesses can't experience government interference, but it's more difficult. Becoming a nonprofit, I'm sorry, point number two for why this is a drawback. Becoming a nonprofit requires that you have a board which the CEO reports to. People are asking how James O'Keefe could be removed from the leadership position of the company he runs. The answer is that he doesn't run the company, the board runs the company, and James reports to them. This is what allows a hostile takeover of his board to remove him from power, and there is nothing he can do about it. The financial benefits of starting a nonprofit can be substantial, but the drawbacks can lead to you losing everything you've built out of nowhere. I want to suggest that there's a better way. We have to make activism entrepreneurial. This morning, I woke up to find that I'd achieved the milestone of Substack bestseller, which comes with a fancy new checkmark next to my name. Thank you to the hundreds of people who have paid for subscriptions to my publication to support my work. I cannot do this without your support, and I'm generally really blown away and very, very appreciative of it. And the reason I bring this up is that Actively Unwoke is a brand under my private 
for-profit company, the Unwoke Experience, LLC. I am the sole manager for this company. I make all decisions for the company. I report to no one but myself and to you, the people who subscribe to my content on this Substack podcast, what have you, on this platform and other platforms, and the people who financially support my work. You are the ones I report to. I don't have a leadership board telling me what I can do, telling me what I can and can't say, telling me what stories I can report on, making demands of my efforts, saying here are the things you can't talk about and the influencers you can't expose, etc., etc., etc. I thought about creating a nonprofit when I started my business. In some respects, it would be easier to gain me more resources to play with. But the drawbacks are too great. And while I knew it would take longer to build this way, I knew I had to make this an entrepreneurial venture. The work I'm doing targets the primary battlefield for woke indoctrination, the public schools. If I'm successful in what I'm trying to accomplish, government interference will not be far behind. And there are very few people I would trust enough in this space, that's the anti-woke space, to put them on a board that would have power over something that is my brainchild. Now, that might sound egotistical to some people, but the reality is this. I work 12 to 15 hours a day, almost every day of the week, without taking vacations, reinvesting the money that I make on these platforms into the effort to maintain it, expand it, teach more people, build more things to help people. I do that every single day. I'm not about to give up my power over my creation to people who may or may not use that power justly. That's why I'm building a base of supporters like you, everyone listening to this podcast right now, through a subscription model that is a private business. It is the only way forward. When there are activists in this space that you value, take advantage of ways you can financially support their efforts. Most activists do the work in their spare time after they've already worked a full-time job. What that means is that they're very susceptible to burnout and quitting. We need all hands on deck. If you can't be outspoken in public, and not everyone can be, that's okay. But please support the people who are either with a financial contribution or by sharing the work they're doing with your audience, your friends, your family, your platform, etc., etc., etc. We have to make unwoke activism entrepreneurial by giving activists ways to earn money and financial support outside of the nonprofit model. It's the only path forward. James O'Keefe is in the position he's in right now. Because his organization is registered as a nonprofit. And it is that registration that probably provided him with access to a lot of financial resources. Again, you get those big donor checks, and big donors like that tax write off. That's why they write the big checks in the first place to get the tax write off, so it's a wash for them anyway. But he may have just given up everything that he spent the last, what, 15 years of his life building? He may lose it. Because he gave a board power over his company. You know, there's lots of talk of grifter, 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 grifter in this space. But ultimately, people's work speaks for itself. 
you can tell when someone is legitimately showing up, creating content, doing things in the real world, helping people in the real world, teaching people, showing people what's going on. It is very easy to tell the people who are actually producing things of substance and value and things who are just whining or excuse me, and people that are just whining and complaining on Twitter. It is very easy to tell the difference between those two. And I trust the public to make the best choice. If you value someone's efforts, if you see someone that's showing up, creating content, helping you understand, giving you resources, then make sure you support their work if you can. And it shouldn't need to be a nonprofit. You shouldn't be going, but how dare you make money off of your efforts? There are a lot of activists in this space that are struggling to put food on the table because no one supports them or they don't want to ask for money or they don't want to ask for subscriptions or they just get yelled, grifter, 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 grifter. Well, guess what? If you don't support people who are working to help you, who are working to try to make change in the world, then you're going to lose because they're going to quit. I don't want activists to quit. I want there to be more activists in the space. And I don't want those activists to be shackled to a nonprofit model that is only going to lead them open to government interference in the work that they're doing. And as soon as you start to become successful, they will start creeping their nose in. The government was already doing this with Project Veritas in the first place. Project Veritas, I believe, is currently under an FBI investigation. So they were already doing it anyway. But what we learned here. And quite frankly, what we've been seeing in the political right space online for weeks, months now, maybe, is that people like to eat their own. It is not surprising to me that the board of Project Veritas turned against the founder. It is not surprising to me at all. This stuff happens all the time. That's why you can never give people power over the work that you're doing. Even if those nonprofit checks seem really enticing, and believe me, they're really enticing, they're very large. The fact is, giving other people power over your work means that all of your work can be stolen in an instant. So I really appreciate the people who are subscribed to my Substack for a paid subscription. Five bucks a month, 50 bucks a year. There's even ways you can give more if you want to, and I really do appreciate it. If you don't want to subscribe to my Substack, you can head over to activelyunwoke.com slash support and make a donation on the site. It's not tax deductible to make a donation, but you will be funding the work I'm doing. And if you trust the work I'm doing, if it's shown up for you time and time again, then I hope you will trust me when I tell you that I spend all my waking hours doing this stuff and I reinvest almost everything that I make that I can spare after my bills are paid and stuff like that into doing more activism. That's where I focus your money. I do it very transparently. You know what I'm working on. You know what I'm providing. And I will always work transparently for you and be a good steward of your dollar. But I'm not going to do a nonprofit model just to have that additional prestige. I'm not going to do it because it opens me up to losing everything I created. And I don't want to one day, 15 years from now, end up in the position that James O'Keefe is in. We've got to stop assuming people that do for-profit are being nefarious in their motives. Sometimes they're doing it for reasons 
that have nothing to do with wanting to grift. All right, guys, that's all I've got for this one. Again, you can find archives of the podcast over at activelyunwoke.com slash podcast. Take care. We'll see you next time.